Welcome back to another episode of GEMS Podcast with Genesis Amaris Kemp, where the core pillars are to educate, inspire, and motivate. Sit back, relax, and enjoy this segment. Thank you so much for tuning back into another segment here on GEMS Podcast. With me today is my special guest, Alan C. Paul. And let me tell you a little bit about Alan. So Alan is an author, podcaster, coach, and advocate for creatives in the areas of the business, creativity, and faith. His book, God and Gigs, Succeed as a musician without sacrificing your faith, along with his podcast, The God and Gigs Show. His study guides and devotionals are designed to help creatives build confidence in their calling while excelling in their craft. He has been married to his wife, Leah, for over 25 years and has three children and continues to perform and compose as an accomplished musician in South Florida. So without further ado, please welcome Alan C. Paul to GEMS Podcast. Well, thank you, Genesis. Uh, Rousing. I I feel so honored and blessed to be um, with your listeners and with you today. Thank you, Alan. And before we dive into um, creatives, faith, and some of the work that you're doing today, I definitely want to give you a chance to connect with the audience on a personal level. And I like to do that with two options. We could do an icebreaker or a rapid fire 10 question game. What are you in the mood for? Oh gosh. So now already I feel like that's pressure just choosing which, which way I want to be answered. Um, you know what? I, I, I think we can handle the rapid fire. I think, I think I'm ready for some, 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 uh, some rap, some, some quick, quick thinking. So I'm ready to try it. Okay, we're going to wake up and do rapid fire with Alan. So question number one, if you could have a lunch or dinner with any person, past or present, who would it be? Uh, Abraham Lincoln. Question two, dream car or dream home? Definitely home. Okay, what would your dream home look like? Uh the kitchen that my wife wants that's the most important thing (laughs) question three if you could have any superpower alan what would it be any superpower uh i would love to say uh i want to the one that i want to say is the the ability to make anybody tell the truth but then that would also apply to me so i would (laughs) i would say in the visibility maybe So I could just get in and get out of any place I wanted to get to. Question four, favorite movie or book? Both of those are hard. Um, I'm not much of a movie person, but I do have favorites. And favorite book is also super hard. I'm going to go way back. One of my first books I really loved was Jonathan Livingston Seagull. It was written by Richard Bach. And I just remember reading that. It was a 10, 10 or 11 year old. And I just love the imagery of, 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 of a bird trying as hard as he could to be as amazing as he could be. And somehow that just came right back to my mind. Five, are you a coffee or tea drinker or neither? Oh, no, this is this is this is not even a question. I mean, how, how could you be a tea drinker? And I'm living I live in South Florida. It's got to be coffee. Uh, I'm both. 
<laughs> six. Oh, wait, go ahead, Alan. You want to add some? Six. You just won an all expense paid vacation. You could go anywhere you want to go. However, there is a kicker. They're not going to fly back to your home base for some time. Not sure when they're going to be flying back. So where are you headed? Oh, wow. These are really well thought out. And I'm like, I'm supposed to do this rapid. Um, <laughs> Gotta be quick. <laughs> I know, right? Okay. Uh, someplace I want to hang out for a long time. Um, again, popped into my head. I, I, I'd like to hang out in in Spain. I, I It's just one of those places that I really heard a lot about. And you know what? If I'm going to work on my Spanish, why not go to Spain? So. Mm, okay. Seven. If you could recreate your wedding day, would you change anything? <laughs> I wish I could. <laughs> I wish I could give context to this answer. Oh, gosh. Um, would I change uh, being at the... Uh, no, I don't think I would. My wife would understand why. I would not change a single thing. It was literally perfect for us. Let's just say that we were we were married and back home in about two hours. It's probably the perfect. Oh perfect. my gosh. Yeah so, yeah. so trust me when I say I'll have to explain that one later, but I'm just going to leave it in suspense since, since it's a rapid fire. Hey, what is your favorite piece that you have composed? Oh, wow. This is a good one. Um, favorite piece I've composed would have to be uh, I did write a song. Well, can we do the tie? Because these are both for my, my family. But, uh, there's a, a piece I composed for my wife that I play anytime that uh, it's instrumental, but anytime I play it, she knows she's the only one that actually knows the, t the, the melody. So I play it and it's like me talking to her wherever we are. Uh, and then the second one right after that, 1A is the one I wrote for my daughter. Uh, so those two pieces are, are both uh, my favorites. Nine. If you could give one piece of advice to up and coming parents, what would it be? Um, the <laughs> most important, I know these are so tough. Uh, the one piece of advice would be um, know that you will see both the best and the worst of yourself in your children and be just as gracious with them as you are with yourself. And 10, the conclusion question. It's our pass or play question. And here are the rules, Alan. If you pass, our roles are reversed and you get to ask me a question. If you choose to play, I ask you one last question to conclude a rapid fire. So here we go. Do you want to pass or play? <laughs> Oh gosh. Okay. I, 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 you know what? I'm going to, I'm, I'm, I'm going to pass. I want to, I want to see how this works. I want to see the, the, the opposite. Play the opposite okay. Game. What's your question? Okay. So my question is for you is if uh, you could be anything else than the person, the, the career or the passion that you've chosen, what would it be and why? Oh, hands down a pediatrician. I always wanted to be a pediatrician ever since I was a little girl Then I got sucked into oil and gas, spent 12 years in that profession and 15 in corporate America, but I did get some of my tuition paid for um, from the Fortune 500 company that I was working at for the past seven and a half years. 
Well, knowing what I know about your very soon to be, you know, a new life, I should say that was a great, that's a great answer. Those things will serve you very well in that, that particular, that particular skill set. Yes. Yeah, so thank you for playing rapid fire with Genesis. Now let's segue into the meat and potatoes of the conversation, which is your passion areas, creativity, faith, entrepreneurship. And I want to start first with having you explain your background, because I always think that it's important to understand where someone came from so you know how they got to where they are now. Because sometimes people see where you are now, but they don't see the, the late nights. They don't see the pain points. They don't see the struggles or anything like that. So give us a glimpse into Alan's world. Wow, Alan's world. Okay, I don't know if you want to be a part of Alan's world because it seems to be spinning uh, uncontrollably at times. But it really is uh, for me. It starts really from family. Uh, it starts from my mother teaching me as a as a uh, three or four or five, maybe six year old, teaching me piano. My father being a dentist, growing up in South, uh, well, not South Florida. It's more like Florida. It's Northwest Florida, but growing up in the South, and uh, just having those old school values that my mother had learned from my grandmother. And really just being all about, again, creativity, which was music, faith, which was my church, and then uh, really just the family being the core of that, which meant I wanted to have an integrated lifestyle the entire time. My dad worked hard and my mom worked hard, but we still had a beautiful home life. And I wanted to take that with me when I graduated from college down here in Miami, uh, got my bachelor's in music. And so all of that just comes around to everything I've built since then has been how do I make these worlds connect, family, faith. And being able to do what I love to do and uh, actually, you know, be able to make a living doing it. So my world now revolves around the same three things. Creativity, my God and Gigs brand where I help creatives, um, my church and my my service there, which is all about, you know, serving, obviously. And then my wife of 25 years, her birthday is today. Um, and uh, we're just continuing to enjoy it. My son just got engaged. My middle son just got engaged. Um, yeah, so it's amazing. As you can see, this is why it's a whirlwind right now. And uh, but again, I want to call, pull, pull it back to I feel that every creative, every person really wants that. We have a lot of people who are looking for work or leaving jobs who are saying, hey, what's what, what is life really about? Because so many so many things are topsy turvy right now. And I just want to remind everyone that, number one, you can have a completely competent life in your faith, in your work and in your family. And God and gigs is just how I do that for musicians, creatives and entrepreneurs and content creators to help them see that complete confident life. And I, I've been trying to get there <laughs> and I'm not the expert, but I have learned some things along the way through my podcast and interviewing people. And so now I'm trying to do that. So that really is my world right there. It's, it's just those three components and how I work them out and then how I'm, you know, working them out alongside people in my community. Amazing. Well, shout out to Miss Leah. Happy birthday. Shine bright like a diamond. Congratulations to your middle son. Um, marriage is such a beautiful thing. Nowhere near 25 years, but that is to come. I think That's we have, <laughs> I think we have four years, four years in the game, but been together for six. So I told him on our 10 year, I definitely want to recreate our wedding because I wanted a destination wedding and he wanted to get married locally because he has a big family and I'm like hey let's just go somewhere nice I want to wear a sundress have a bikini underneath and just rip it off and go on the beach and say kumbaya but <laughs> I was like you have to compromise so congratulations to all those incredible things in the family side of the business and then now with 
you coming from a family that was very um, involved in church, your father being a dentist, musician around, um, especially you learning piano at a young age, do you think by your parents having you play the piano, that's what was like, aha, I want to go into the music industry, or did you have any other influences around you? That's a great question. I don't, I, you know, uh, my father once gave me one of the most um, beautiful and backhanded compliments I've ever heard because my father was very big on legacy and wanted to pass down his business. His, uh, his, uh, his, I'm sorry, I'm saying it was as if he's not around anymore. He is, thank God. And uh, he, but at the time he told me, he's like, I really want to pass down my business. And I looked at my three kids. I have a brother and sister and um, I had taken them out to dinner at the time. And I was about, I guess I was in my forties already. So he said, you know, Alan, back then when you were learning piano, I looked at you and I knew you weren't going to be the one that was going to take over my business. So in a way, I guess he was saying music was just going to be my thing <laughs> and everybody else knew it. I knew, I guess from high school on that I, there was really nothing else that I really wanted to do professionally that I wanted to either be a band director or a band teacher or whatever or play. Yeah, it's been my world pretty much my entire life. Now, how to make a living doing it, I didn't realize how tough that was going to be. Uh, but yeah, I don't think there's ever, I mean, my second thing is why I asked you the question I asked you. My second thing is I really li I li I like the idea of being in science or being a pilot and some other things that like I really like just enjoyed being around, but nothing grabbed me like just being behind the piano. Nothing grabbed me like connecting with people. It was a safe space. It was a place where I could be myself and it still is. And so that I think was always like my d direction that God was leading me. Um, again, working out how that was going to be was a winding road, but it was always, I think from the get go, my mom and my dad kind of like just letting me uh, steer myself, learning how to play piano and then becoming a, uh, uh, you know, a, uh, I guess you could say a moderately successful classical pianist. And I won a couple of awards in high school and things like that. So yeah, it was pretty much the direction I was going to go. Oh, wow. Well, that is definitely interesting because, you know, whenever you said your dad said, oh, I know it's not going to be you, Alan, at first, I don't know if you paid attention to my face. I was like, <laughs> because <laughs> like, especially if a dad has a boy, he wants the boy to continue the legacy. But then the fact that you have yourself and two other siblings, so you have a sister and another brother, right? Correct. Did any of them take on his dental practice? No, and that's again one of those cool things that's kind of like both it's kind of a little bit sad but also a little bit where it's really important to know where your path is because my path was not that my path uh my legacy now is through my kids who may not take up my business right i'm building a business myself i'm working really hard on paul creative services and i named it that because i wanted there to be something with my name on it so that they could have something to pass down to their kids but that doesn't mean that they have to take on the exact role they may not be musicians. I mean, they're very talented, all three of them, but none of them will do exactly the way I did it. And I think that's really important. I have actually a blog post that's written about that, about how musical families sometimes, you know, we've got the Jackson Five, and we hear about all these amazing, you know, families that everybody's talented, everybody does, but then we also hear about the dysfunction sometimes that creeps in. Because I think sometimes we assume everyone has to go the same path, and everyone's got to be this 
of course you want to be kind of like in the same realm and the same vision, but not everybody's going to follow the exact same path. And so I think as parents and as uh, entrepreneurs and, you know, parents, a lot of us are parents and entrepreneurs, we have to be careful not to force our kids, but to show them how you can envision a greater life for yourself and have ownership and have the, the passion for what you do be your also your living. I think there's a way to show them that without forcing it. And so I'm kind of grateful for my dad for not forcing that on any of us. Oh, yeah, I greatly resonate with that and appreciate it. I, in my opinion, I would say just give them the blueprint, but then they have to find out who the people are to make that blueprint work. So your carpenter, your electrician, the plumber, and etc. You could give them the tools, but you can't necessarily give them all the keys to unlock the resources because then that takes away, you know, some of their creativity. So I'm glad that your dad was not forceful on on you because sometimes when parents force things on their kids, their kids become resentful um, and they they go in a different direction just because. And now with the God and Gigs brand, because you have the book, the podcast, and the other things that you're building. So it's like building that empire. What was the inspiration behind God and Gigs? And then the Gigs part, why did you put Gigs after, after God? Because it could have been God and something else, but Talk about that, because I think there's power behind um, how people name their businesses and are building their empire. Wow, that's well, number one. I love the, the the empire part. It's like it just makes you feel like I should like have like a flag somewhere. And I should be standing up with my leg went up. Like yeah, exactly, conquering hero. Uh, and then my wife would not say, "Get down and do the laundry." But anyway, um, what I <laughs> what I would really think of back, like think thinking back to when I was you know, designing or thinking about even this kind of lifestyle that I've just, that, that I have now. And I'll just tell the quick story. Um, I remember first coming out of uh, my first job out of school, which was being a music teacher, because as I said, I want to be a, a musician and everybody said, well, you can't really make it as a, you know, full-time professional playing musician because that's so hard. So go into teaching. So I got a job teaching. Then um I got kind of pulled away from that because I, number one, couldn't handle lesson plans. It's kind of be, you have to be organized to be a teacher. And number two, my two children at the time were going to school with me and they were, you know, starting to exhibit some kind of little, you know, pull away from being able to handle organized school like that, like public school. So I jumped out, became a homeschooler and started doing entrepreneurship for kind of gigs, right? The gigs, the the lot, the things like tutoring and little things, side gigs, side hustles, whatever you want to call it. So I did that, becoming a full time homeschool dad, and that's where I started getting back into music, playing the gigs instead of teaching. Second part, real quick. I also taught full time or worked full time in my church. That was also something that I pulled away from because guys like, hey, I didn't give you a degree just to be a minister, and I said to myself, wait, I'm supposed to be a minister. That's what church people do. They play in church. And for some reason, God kind of led me away from that. So I stepped away from another full-time job as a minister of music. And that is where, like I said, I had to tell that to get to the part where it was just gigs. God has always been a part of my life, but the gigs part has not been. I've been full-time twice and walked away from full-time positions twice. Then when it was time for me to get a, a gig as a musician, I'm sitting in a bar, a blues bar in South Miami, smoky, 50 bucks for playing like six hours. Um, I'm, I'm sitting on this like, you know, sticky plate. I'm like, okay, this can't be it. I couldn't have left two full-time jobs to sit in a blues bar with blaring guitars in my right ear and a gl gl blaring cymbals in my right ear 
and playing the same three chords over. This cannot be it. God, what is going on? Why did you have me step away from this? That is when I came home and I wrote down seven letters. S-E-R-V-I-C-E, -E, service. It spells out service. It became the core of the God and Gigs brand, which is stay connected to God, establish your priorities, respect the business, visualize your goals, invest in yourself, challenge yourself to grow, and then evangelize through your gift. I don't, Genesis, I thought that was going to be a pamphlet. I thought I was just going to write that out as being like some kind of little, you know, I don't know, just a, something to hand out to musicians and say, hey, this is a great idea. You know, just look at this, maybe a blog post. It's been six years since I wrote those seven words, and that is still the core of my foundation of God and Gigs. The reason wow. I named it, the name, the reason I named it God and Gigs, I was going to call it God Grands and Gigs because I was a pianist. Thank God I didn't keep that. Um, the reason that God came first is clearly because God is the center of all these things. If you have God in the middle, I believe everything else works out. But then there's the practical part, the gigs. And now as I realize it's not just for musicians, it's for people that are working gigs like, you know, uh, uh, trying to go out there and start their content, their YouTubing, their uh, writing, their acting, their poetry. There's all kinds of gigs, right? But they all center around, hey, I want to make a living doing what I love. How do I do that and still keep the God component? And especially if you're not working inside a church, like I was, you know, led away from full-time ministry, still work in ministry, but not full-time. So long story short, that is really, God and Gigs is really coming from what place I needed it. I needed something like that. And now I'm trying to help other musicians, creatives, and entrepreneurs to get that same thing that I needed back then, that, that bar stool in that blues club. I love it. And I like how you broke down service. Can you break it down one more time? Because I definitely, I'm taking notes and this oh. is going to be a show note part. <laughs> For sure, sure. I'll do it really slow because, like, this is again the core of what I do also in my God and Gigs 360 program, a lot of it, but I'll do it short so to make sure that it is clear as possible. Stay connected, which refers to staying connected to God, to family, to your core, your friends, all that things that make you who you are. So that's the S, stay connected. Then E, establish priorities. What are you really about? When you go into that gig, when you decide you want to make something special, make something new, I'm, I'm, I mean, I mean, Jim, it's like your podcast. I mean, 500 something episodes. Like when you started this, you clearly made it a priority that this is going to be something I'm going to build on, right? So establishing yeah. priorities means making sure you know exactly what you want before you start. Then R, respect the business, can't be uh, in any kind of sphere without knowing what the business is contracts, being on time, punctual, professional, put together, preparation, all those things come with respect in the business. V, visualize your goals. Where do you want to go? What's pie in the sky? What's your big, your goal, your, your small goal? What are those? I invest in your craft. You got to spend money on yourself. You got to spend money on your dreams. So invest in your craft as I. C, challenge yourself to grow is my favorite. By the way, these are all chapters in my book as well, just <laughs> so you, if I throw that in. C is the hardest one. Challenge yourself to grow because this is where I ask you, kind of like question I asked you before, what if you can't do the thing that you said you're going to do? Will you still be secure in your identity? Challenge yourself to grow beyond where you think you are right now because you will grow and evolve into something that you are different from than when you first started. And then E, finally evangelize through your gift is about why you do what you do. For me, it's to give glory to God and do things for the good of others, period. Everything mm. revolves around that. But, and by the way, I borrowed that phrase from another amazing author, Jordan Rayner. I don't want to take credit for that because I, I heard it. Mm, I'm like, oh, I can't take that. <laughs> okay. But yeah, that is what it really my purpose is. I use music and creativity to glorify God and do good for others. That's my purpose. And then every time I show up on a gig or stage or whatever, 
Something that I do that evening should revolve around those two purposes. And that's why I'm called evangelizing through your gift. I love that. And I, and I love that you took the time to go back and I asked the question for you to break it down because service is the mission and it's the core of God and gigs, but it also helps you come back into alignment of what your brand stands for, where you're going and brings back into remembrance what God has put inside of you. Because sometimes people allow their gifts to be buried and they don't hide in their gifts while they're here on earth. And I tell people, if you ever been to a burial and you see all the tombstones there, how many of those people do you think actually ignited their purpose while they were here on earth or walked out all their gifts? And then if you think about the story in the Bible where God gave certain gifts and talents to certain people, and there was one guy who was afraid and he buried his. So he didn't have the multiplication factor, but we aren't here just to be a human vessel for ourselves. We're here to connect with other people. We're here to build those legacies, those empires, that foundation for future generations to come. Cause you never know what the next generation is going to look back and say, I can do it because Alan C. Paul went before me and did it. And if you think about where we are now, we have all stood on the backs of pioneers, Martha Luther King, um, May, Dr. May Jemison, um, some of the great presidents that have made certain accolades, some of the physicians, the innovators, and et cetera. So if you give up on what was placed inside of you, where would we be? And look at Elon Musk. Some people thought he was crazy as a kid. He said he wanted to do SpaceX. He said he wanted to do Tesla. And his sister got in an interview and said, my brother talked about this when he was a kid and now look at where he is. So he talked about it, he visualized it and he manifested it. So if each one of us listening to this recording or watching it can manifest the dreams that have been placed inside of us, wouldn't we make this world a better place? So well said, and I can't agree more. I mean, we the people that we look at um, that are amazing were once amateurs. Every single person had to start from the very beginning, right? The Elon Musk of the world, the Einsteins of the world, the Michelangelo's of the world. And, um, and I love the fact that amateur really is Latin just broken down. It means to love someone who loves something. So what do you love? What, what could be better because you applied yourself to it? And I love the, the analogy you gave about the, the graveyard. And unfortunately, the graveyard is a place where many people bury their dreams because those dreams died with them and they didn't try to bring them out. And uh, I'm just of the belief, Genesis, that, you know, that God put these things in us, as you mentioned, the, the parable of the talents. He put it in us for expecting a return. Like we are literally an investment. And for us not to give back to the world what's inside us because we're fear, we're fearful, we're scared, we, t we don't want to take the risk, is basically saying to someone that, yeah, you made a poor investment in me. And that's, I don't believe that's the case for any of us. We all have something amazing to give to the world, whether it be in music or art or film or entrepreneurship or business. There's something inside of each one. Again, I love the fact that you're saying that we need to bring it out and never hide it because we never know what, you know, what we could be holding back from the world. Absolutely. And as we begin to wind down, Alan, is there anything else that I did not ask you that you think is important to share with the audience? 
Um, you did amazing, number one, of asking me questions. And everybody who is not following this podcast right now, what are you doing? What are you even doing? Hit the subscribe button. Hurry up. Like, it doesn't make any sense for you to be listening to this stuff and not listening to more stuff like this. So, Genesis, thank you for having me. This has been something I've been closing out a lot of my podcast interviews lately, and it's it's the strangest thing that keeps hitting me, but it's something that my father, once again, my father who once told me I'm not the one to take the job of taking over his business. I still love him to death, and he is such an honorable man, the most important man in my life. And I just want to remind everybody something he wrote in my book. He gave me a little book called Life's Little Instruction Book, one of those little things you get from Walmart, right? And there's 500 little instructions. He gave it to me at graduation, but then he wrote in extra instructions. So he would put uh, 400.2 and 400.6, right? So he would add in his middle ones that they were really the ones for him. And I remember the last one was 501 and a half, I believe. And he sold me as a musician, smile when you miss another note. There's always another one coming. And the message to me as a musician was sometimes I would get so mad when I missed a note and I would be so mad. I would like, I wouldn't want to take a compliment. Genesis, I'd be like, oh my God, I'm just, I'm horrible. I'm the worst pianist ever. And my father wanted to remind me to enjoy the journey, to enjoy what I had and not take myself too seriously. Take my mission seriously, but not myself seriously. So I just want to remind everybody that same thing that my dad told me, to smile when you have a mistake, smile when things go wrong, because there's always another chance coming. Just take it in stride and continue to give back to the world what God has put inside you. I love it. And now that brings us to the call to action part of the segment. So, Alan, what is your call to action for the audience? If they don't remember anything else that we have said, is there a challenge you want them to do? Is there something you want them to really think about? other than smiling when you miss a note and giving themselves grace and mercy, but something that will, you know, light some fire inside of them, spark that, that flame to really ignite them to go out and follow their dreams. Well, I would have to say it's kind of uh, goes along with something that I wrote and offer as a, as a, as a resource, but I would just pose it as a question because the resource is actually a question. And one of the questions is basically around why haven't you stepped out and done the thing that God has put inside you? In the case of my resource, which is at godandgigs.com slash questions, it's four questions you should ask yourself before you go full-time as a creative or an entrepreneur. But the core of the question is what's holding you back? And so I would ask you to ask yourself that question and really be honest, just just, just, I think one of the things I do in my journal, Genesis, and I'll say this quick, one of the things I write every, every morning is I write down what's going to be my win for the day. And I also write down, right now I feel blank. So I write down what I believe I'm going to do, but I also write down the honest truth of where I am. <laughs> and I think all of us have to be very honest with where are you right now with the pandemic, with gas prices, with everything else hitting you. Be honest with yourself. Ask yourself what's holding you back, but then say what could happen if nothing was holding me back, what could be the win? And I'll just challenge you to do that. If you want to go check out that resource for creatives who want to, you know, to build themselves up and ask themselves the questions to go full time, take on your dream. I'll definitely recommend that. So we're going to put that maybe in the show notes, but most importantly, ask yourself that question each morning, where are you right now? And how can you move forward from that thing? If those obstacles were out of your way, because I believe that if you put intention, you will move forward. And I believe that every person can do that. Absolutely. And our other important question is how can they connect with you, Alan, via your website? And where do you primarily hang out on social media? 
Well, once again, thank you so much. If you want to hang out in the God and Gigs world, you can definitely go to GodandGigs.com. Everything, our podcast, The God and Gigs Show, which once again is amazing. And if you're listening at a certain time, you might be able to hear Genesis as well on that same podcast. And we also have our our social media, which is everything. I, I hang out mostly Instagram and Facebook. Twitter, I'm trying to get better at it, but mostly Instagram, Facebook. Again, the username is always God and Gigs, G-I-G-S. One God, by the way, not God's, because that will throw you off, okay? G-O-D and G-I-G-S on all social media platforms. And uh, yeah, I would love for them to check out our free resource. It's right there when you click on that GodandGigs.com and you can follow the podcast and get that free resource to see if maybe it's time for you to go full-time with your passion. And there you have it, listeners and viewers of Gems Podcast. You just heard the one and only Alan C. Paul. Make sure you like, comment, and subscribe. We're on 40 plus platforms. And I want to thank each one of you for tuning in on a consistent basis. Because of you, the podcast is ranked in the top two and a half percent out of 2.8 million podcasts globally per www.listennotes.com, which brings me the big ass for sponsors. So if you want to sponsor and continue to support the mission to bring educational, inspirational, and motivational topics while we intersect and weave in diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging, why? Because it takes all of us coming together to make this world a better place, head on over to genesisamariskemp.net to find out more info and click on that podcast tab. And then for videos, all of our videos are on YouTube. Go to the channel and put at gems with Genesis Amariskemp to see all of the videos of my amazing guests that I bring on. So until next time, peace, love, and lots of blessings. Have yourself an amazing one. Thank you for listening to another segment of GEMS Podcast. Hope you enjoyed this recording. Make sure you like, comment, share, and subscribe to GEMS Podcast on your audio platform, as well as our YouTube channel, GEMS with Genesis Mars Kemp. We would love for you to be a sponsor, so please reach out via email at GEMS, G-E-M-S, with W-I-T-H, Genesis, G-E-N-E-S-I-S, Amaris, A-M-A-R-I-S, Kemp, K-E-M-P, at gmail.com, where your brand, your swag, your services can be here on GEMS Podcasts.